Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Thank you for joining us. God is our provider and our healer. He is with us. He provides all of our needs, and by His stripes we have been set free. Bottom line, He is more than enough for us. We cannot put a price on what God has done, is doing, and will do for us for as long as we live. Yet we give so little to Him in return for His limitless and wondrous works toward us, particularly as it relates to tithing and offerings. And even in that, he never stops giving. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander enlightens us today. Listen to God and get his permission. You know, if we just did that, I could stop preaching right now. He said, God, I want to hear you. Do what you say. No more or no less. And God began to bring your whole financial structure into order. Proverbs 7.24 says, now, therefore, listen to me. God is saying this. Listen to me. Y'all listen to people. You listen to folk. He says, listen, look, underline that. Listen to me. Y'all, some of y'all just hard-headed. God says, will you stop listening to all these other voices? Will you please start listening to me? It says, listen to me, my children. Pay attention to the words of my mouth. Nobody else's mouth. He didn't say everybody. He said, my, say mine. My, my, you got a mouth? He's talking about your mouth. His mouth. He says, pay attention to my mouth. We can save ourselves from misery, pressure, stress, pain, and debt if we learn to listen to God, pay attention, and obey his words. Y'all, that's the way out. If you just say, I'm in a mess right now, or I want to do better right now, I want to glorify God with, with what he has blessed me with. I want to see God prosper what I do. And the best way to see that come about is to start listening to God and pay attention to his words. People will lie to you. They will deceive you. They will look at you straight in the face and tell you a crooked lie. Why do saints get themselves into debt? So many saints allow Satan, people, and commercials to rush them into debt by using strategies such as bait and switch. No interest until 2020. Y'all grab it. But that's what you do. You go, oh, no interest. Oh, but it's coming due. Buy one, get one free. 50% off, free air miles. No credit check, guaranteed credit approval, and you're paying 50% interest rate, you know. <laughs> Psalms 25.5 says, lead me in your truth and teach me. When are you going to let the Lord teach you? When are you going to allow the Lord to lead you in his truth? For you 
are the God of my salvation. Look at this. Underline this. On you, I wait all the day. I'm not waiting on the voices of men. I'm not waiting on politicians. I'm not waiting on the White House. I'm not waiting on celebrities. I'm waiting on God. The inability to wait on the Lord and allow him to direct us will plunge us into debt. Learn to wait on the Lord and he will lead us in his truth. He will teach us and guard us from deception and lies. Satan and this world system desires to entangle us. Satan wants to enslave you, steal your freedom in Christ. People want to make a sale offer us at any cost and could care less about your consequences, could care less about your financial bondage. They get that sale. They have their profit. You can't even see that rascal anymore, but you just sweating it out. That's right. You, your house is in a mess. And those who are going on about their business, using that profit to drink some more beer. C, why do saints get themselves into debt? Lack of contentment. Lack of contentment. Ecclesiastes 5.10 says, He who loves silver will not be satisfied with silver, nor he who loves abundance with increase. This also is vanity. When your contentment, when your peace and satisfaction and pleasure is in the Lord, you will not become restless. You will not become disturbed or worried because you missed a sale, because the deal fell through, or because you were denied for whatever reason. And that's just not with money. That's where you are in life anywhere. Something you want, you want to see God do something, you waiting for a breakthrough. And it's not happening in a, in a timed way that you think it should. God says, keep waiting on me. Keep trusting in me. I, I, I got your back. I got this. I just want you to believe that I, I got this. I'll take care of you. I know where I'm going when you don't know where you're going. You don't know tomorrow. I know tomorrow. You don't know next month. I know next month. You don't know about next year. I know about next year. Walk with me. Don't walk ahead of me. Walk with me. Walk with, I'm going to come through God. Remain satisfied. Philippians 4.11 says, not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned. Sometimes God has to let you make a mess for you learn something. And, and, and some of y'all lessons have to be hard learned. You just can't listen to God and say, I'm going to do that and save yourself from trouble. You, you, think, <laughs> you think your way is the best way. So you, you have to, it takes you five years, which you could have learned in five minutes had you just walked with God. When are you going to learn to be continued? That has to be learned. Some of you haven't learned your lesson yet. You old and still haven't learned. Now that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. Contentment is missing so desperately in this society. Beloved, you are most deceived if you think that wealth brings true contentment. You need to write every point of that down. <laughs> oh, in the name of Jesus. Listen, beloved, you are most deceived if you think that wealth brings true contentment. Therefore, got a whole lot of money, got houses in five locations. They can't keep, they got so, many, so much assets they can't keep up with. They don't even know what all they have. And they just as miserable. They've had eight marriages. AWOL. 
lonely, drunkards, alcoholics, immoral, twisted, corrupt. Beloved, you are most deceived if you think that wealth brings true contentment. Nobody satisfies like Jesus. D, lack of self-control will put you in death, in debt. With the enablement of the Holy Spirit, learn to tell yourself no. And you can't do that by on your own. Now, you know, it's hard telling y'all no. You know, it's, and some of you, the Holy Spirit say no, you don't listen to him. So what hope have I? <laughs> lack of self-control. With the enablement of the Holy Spirit, learn to tell yourself what? Learn to tell yourself what? You tell, yeah. So uh, these ideas come, yeah, I do that. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, yeah, uh uh-uh, I'm gone. Girl, we better get that. (laughs) No! No, 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 no. Say no. No. And refuse to allow commercials, smooth-talking salesmen, and pressure from your spouse. Sometimes your, your, your spouse gets you in trouble. Then they get mad at you because the finance is in a mess. Children can break you. You got to tell your children no. That's right. They, you know your children will break you. You got to train them. They don't know how to say no. They might say no, and you and you trying to give them everything under the sun, they still don't appreciate it. You better sit them to Jesus. Tell your friends no, your sorrow no, your frank brother no, your boyfriend no, your girlfriend no. You better show tell them no. That's right, you better tell them no. <laughs> if you love me, you'll lay, lay with me. No! Look how quiet it got. I say it again. Y'all didn't catch that. Maybe I need to say it in French. Y'all ready for me to say some French to y'all? <laughs> I don't know no French, so don't, <laughs> don't worry about that. You better learn to tell your spouse no in love now. Don't be mean. You just say, honey, I just don't think that's wise. Don't say, you a fool if you think we're going to do that. Oh, no, don't do that. You, you, uh, Come on, don't be hard. You don't be saying, are you crazy? No. Be smooth with your no. <laughs> Honey, I just don't believe that's good. And I believe we're going to get in a lot of trouble if we do that. Can we just wait a little while longer to see what God is up to? You see? So don't, don't be, learn to say no gracefully, lovingly. Don't have an attitude about what you say. It's not just what you say. It's how you say what you say. You can be right, but you're so nasty in your rightness. You know? You see, when you can't say no, you get your thinking all clouded. Even as Christians, and with every intent to live our life according to God's word, many of us struggle with obeying God's commands regarding the finances he blesses us with. As Pastor Rander continues this message, as led by the Holy Spirit, he provides food for our souls as to why some of us struggle with tithing, as well as the ultimate consequences. God wants us to prosper, not suffer. However, in order to prosper, we must obey God's word, even in this. 1 Peter 1.13a says, so think clearly and exercise self-control. Now, some of y'all didn't know that passage was in the Bible. You know, that's why... Ooh, I pray to God that you write that scripture down. 
And that ought to be, you ought to go, you ought to take that scripture with you when you leave here. And when your kids get on your nerve, you say, think clearly and exercise self-control. <laughs> Spouse say something you don't like, think clearly and exercise self-control. Somebody get on your nerve, think clearly and exercise, Randa, think clearly, trust God, exercise self-control. Beloved, you are destined to be swallowed up by financial debt if you cannot tell yourself no. E, a spirit of laziness will bring about bondage, financial bondage. Proverbs 13, chapter 13, verse 4 says, the soul of a lazy man, a lazy woman, a lazy child, desires and has nothing. And it's everybody else's fault, by the way. They desire and have nothing. It's your fault if you don't have nothing. You 50 years old, still don't have nothing. Stop blaming, blaming Republicans and Tea Partiers. I'm black. I'm this. Whatever. Stop blaming everybody. I messed up. You don't have nothing because you're lazy. To the own self be true. See, you're not going to get this on Fox News, CNBC. That's why you got to come to church. But the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. Proverbs 21, 25 also says the desire of the lazy man kills him. He's killing himself or herself. You're killing yourself with laziness. Sit around watching soap opera. Judge Judy. Judge Judy's fat. Her pocketbook's pretty fat while yours broke looking at her. <laughs> Judge nothing. You better look at Jesus. The desire of the lazy man kills him for his hands refuse to labor. There's some people love who love not working. I can't believe that, but there are people who love not working. Even when you retire, you ought to be productive. How much fishing can you do? How many golf balls can you hit? How much television can you watch? After a while, that stuff gets old. God wants you to be fulfilled till you close your eyes. You are to be productive in your retirement years. Not just playing bingo all over the town and playing spades and cards and whatever you doing. Catching buses down to New Orleans to shake, rattle, and roll. <laughs> you must possess a good work ethic, and realize that all of us are replaceable, including you. I'm replaceable. I wasn't here last week. Church went on. I heard it went pretty good. And they tell me, ooh, you missed it. You know, as if I'm going to get jealous. I'd be so happy. I thank God I missed it so you can see what God can do in my absence. I got enough wisdom to know that even I'm replaceable. Oh, by the way, don't look at me like you cross-eyed. You're replaceable too. For you lazy folk, wherever you are about radio, television, or in this audience, go to bed so you can get up fresh and ready for a good day's work. Leave the snooze button alone. Get up and get yourself going. Some of y'all can't get up and get going. You love the bed. Get out of the bed. If you're going to be productive, the first thing you got to make yourself do is get up. Say it with me. Get 
Oh, y'all didn't say that to me. Say it with me one more time. Get. You got some work to do. You're a slave to your own bed. Get up and get yourself going. Be thankful for employment when so many are without jobs. You complaining about yours. And be mindful that there is no perfect workplace. Oh, I didn't like my boss over here. Oh, the co-workers drive me crazy. Well, when you get to the next stop, they're going to be crazier. And the higher up you go up the ladder, the crazier they get. And by the way, there's no such thing as a perfect church. Because when you get there, it won't be perfect. Both the church and where you work, wherever you work, will have its own set of challenges. So don't be so quick to shake your dust. I'm leaving here. And some of y'all, you crazy enough to walk away and don't even have another job to work on. You just get mad and leave. And God let you stay out of work six months to teach you a lesson. Be humble and have integrity in the workplace. Be a good example before your supervisor and your co-workers. Refuse to play the system by doing just enough to get by. Some of y'all know how to play the system. You know what it says. and you, you, know the, you know the fine print and you know how to go all the way up to that. And then pull back to save yourself from being fired. That's playing the system. Refuse to play the system by doing just enough to get by. Your work is your ministry. You know, you're working for God wherever you are. Yeah. Therefore, give your best effort and have a great attitude before the Lord. Your attitude determines your altitude. Colossians 3.23 says, and whatever you do, do heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Heartily, that word heartily means to give your best effort in the workplace. With all your soul, mind, enthusiasm, uh, with all your heart before the Lord. Listen, thank God it's Monday and go to work. Tomorrow's Monday. Oh, it's Monday. Good grief. Yes, Monday. You just discovered it's Monday. Praise God. Get up and go to work. Proverbs 22, 29 says, do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. We said, what is that saying? Your gift will make room for you. You get what I just said? Your gift will make room for you. Therefore, give your best effort with excellence and quality, and the Lord will elevate you for his glory. Even when you don't have a degree. God will put you in charge of degree people. <laughs> God give you raises that other people don't even know about. They sitting there complaining. God gave you a private raise while they whining, and you just walked out the office and you just listen. Don't, by the way, shh, don't tell everything you know. Keep your mouth shut when you get blessed. Stop creating havoc on yourself. Look what I got. Those folk not gonna rejoice with you. <laughs> Look what I got. No, shut up. You talk too much. You're giving the devil room, a room to clobber you. Receive your blessings quietly. And walk out of there and just say, God is good. <laughs> Give your best effort. Give your best effort with excellence and quality. And the Lord will elevate you for his glory. That's what he did to Joseph. He elevated him from prison to palace. He honored God. If I'm almost done. Many fall into debt. When they fail to save for a rainy day. Listen, financial hardships 
they, they fail because they, they are ill prepared for financial hardships. They're ill prepared for sickness, pregnancy. They're not prepared for car and home repairs, loss of employment. Listen, it is wise to have three to six months of salary and savings, at least three to six months in your savings account for unexpected expenses. Your credit card is not your emergency fund. That's the surest way to to be overcome by debt. If you do not have an emergency fund, start working toward it immediately. Proverbs chapter six, verses six through eight says, go to the ant, you sluggard, you lazy rascal. Consider her ways and be wise, which have no captain, overseer or ruler. Provides her supplies in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. Why is she gathering her supplies and all of that? Because when that snow and everything comes, they're not out there trying to wiggle through the snow. They got stuff tucked in way down on the ground. They just go and mooch on it. Now, some of y'all want to mooch, but you have nothing to mooch on. Be like an ant and prepare. Gee, debt comes through excessive borrowing or borrowing beyond your ability to repay. Okay? Debt comes through excessive borrowing or borrowing beyond your ability to repay. Psalms 37, 21 says, the wicked borrow and never repay, but the godly are generous givers. You see, if you don't, if you don't pay your bills back, and that's wicked. Learn to live within your means. If you cannot afford something you would like to have, please do not make the purchase by borrowing it and putting it on your credit card. You cannot be a generous giver when you are burdened with debt. Sometimes God delays what you desire in order to see if you would just simply be patient, trust him to provide. Beloved, if you keep doing the same thing, the same old way, you will keep getting the same results. Ecclesiastes 11a says he has made everything beautiful in his time, not your time. If you keep doing the same old thing, the same old way, you're going to keep getting the same old what? Results. In conclusion, I know some of y'all is so hot in that seat right now. (laughs) I'm at the conclusion. Some of you say, finally, pastor. Finally. In conclusion, if you accept Christ, surrender to Christ, and love him more than anyone or anything in this world system, you will soon discover that he alone brings fulfillment, contentment, and satisfaction. We do not have to settle for cheap, insufficient substitute, which results in debt, distress, despair, and discontentment. Cheap, insufficient substitutes, all deeds to help you remember. You settle for those little cheap, insufficient substitutes, you're going to end up in debt, distress, despair, and discontentment. Jesus alone satisfies. My friend, the only treasure you will have in heaven is that which you have given to Jesus. Did you get that? Don't let that fly by you. I'm going to say that again. The only treasure you will have in heaven is that which you give to Jesus. The scripture says in Matthew 6, 20, but lay up for yourself treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. First Timothy 6, 7 also says, for we 
brought nothing into this world. You came in here buck naked with nothing. You didn't come in with rings on your fingers and, and gold on your teeth. Funny looking colored eyepieces. We brought what into this world? And when you came in the world, guess what? Your fist was clenched. You, you came in the world saying, mine. We, we brought nothing into this world. And it is absolutely certain that we will carry what? Nothing out. It is wise. Listen to this. It is wise indeed to do your kingdom giving while you're living. Then you're knowing where it's going. You're wise if you do your kingdom giving while you are living. Then you're knowing where it's going. Say it with me. It's good to do your what? Kingdom giving while you are living, then you are knowing where it's going. Do your kingdom giving while you are living, then you are knowing where it's going. And all God's children said, amen. Let's pray. And Father, we thank you for this message. So many people hate spiritual cast oil. Because they love staying sick. But Father, if, if the people of God just took half of this and applied it to their lives, they would see transformation in their, in their personal lives, in their finances. And also they would begin to lay up treasures unprecedented in heaven. I pray God that the people of God by the Holy Spirit, Spirit of God will fall on the people of God in such a way that they say, ooh, it hurts, but I needed that. My toes got stepped on, but I needed that. I fell under conviction. He was right in my house. I fell short. Oh, God, restore what the locusts have eaten. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said. The word of God is clear. We must trust God with our finances because everything we have and claim as ours belongs to him. He commands us to tithe only 10%. And even though he owns it all, he blesses us to keep 90%. Give God's way and watch what happens, not only in the universal church, but also in our individual lives. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas or call us at 210-821-5683.